Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, I'm Casey Smith from NBC Sports Boston, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome to The Jake Brown Show on Radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter and the gram at Jake Brown Radio. You can follow the show at Jake Brown Show. Busy week of shows um, coming up. Super Bowl is set. The Eagles and the Patriots. It'll be a rematch. Uh, joining joining us this week, HQ trivia host Sarah Previous 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 uh, was in studio. That interview will drop at some point this week. Who knows when? Where we played HQ with her. What do we get to question seven, six? I don't remember seven. I think seven. Uh, I think we got seven wrong. We got seven wrong, and Pat had a guess that was right, and I we, I said something else, and I was wrong, which is typical. Um, so we got out, but that was a good interview. Make sure to check that out. Also joining us this week, ESPN radio host Freddie Coleman joins the program, and joining us later in this episode of the show is Casey Smith. Excuse my burping. I'm eating Chipotle. Um is Casey Smith, NBC Sports Boston reporter, to talk about the Patriots, the robotic Patriots, in yet another Super Bowl. Once again, the Pats are there. We'll also talk about a little bit about the Cavs and their midseason swoon and swoon and blaming Kevin Love and everything. And thank God, Larry Nasser sent us up to a hundred. And 75 years in prison after pleading guilty to 10 counts of first-degree criminal sexual conduct with children under the age of 16, some of them Olympians. Of the statements, 156 of them came from the victims themselves. Rot in prison, Larry. Rot away. And nobody feels bad for him as he spends the rest of his life behind bars. The Patriots have confirmed that Rob Gronkowski does have a concussion. Now it's now we find out, will he be ready for the Super Bowl? And this extra week of rest is just so huge for the Patriots. And starting with the Patriots. Listen, folks. Time and time again, we'll talk about this when it comes to the Patriots. We'll talk to Flakegate. We'll talk Spygate. We'll talk cheating. We'll talk about the referees giving them almost every close call imaginable. We'll talk about them coming back to beat the Jaguars where they only had one penalty. There is a multitude of topics we'll talk about. We'll talk about the turmoil between Brady, Kraft, and Belichick. We'll talk about all the negative things when it comes to the New England Patriots. But I think there's a time, and that time is now, 
where we have to show them some respect for the absolute dynasty that has taken place in the National Football League from February 3rd, 2002 up until February 4th, 2018. Over a 16-year stretch, the New England Patriots have won five Super Bowls, all with Brady and Belichick. That's about once every three years they win a Super Bowl. This is their third Super Bowl in the past four seasons. They won the last two, beating the Falcons in overtime 34-28. They miraculously beat the Seahawks on the famous end zone interception 28-24 in 2015. But in that stretch since 2002, they have won five Super Bowls. And they have made seven. In 16 years, they have made seven Super Bowls. They have made almost a Super Bowl every other season. If that's not one of the longest tenured dynasties in the history of sports, right up there with the Boston Celtics, I don't know what else is. And to do it with the same head coach, same management, same quarterback is honestly remarkable. And in the NBA, listen, it's hard to compare. Because when the Celtics had their reign, they were dominant. It wasn't the big guys and the talent there was in the NBA at that point in the 50s and 60s. That run was remarkable the Celtics had. From 1956... To 1969, the Boston Celtics won not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine, not ten, but 11 NBA championships from 1956 to 1969. That's a true dynasty. But that's a different era of sports. As much as we all like to hate in the Patriots, listen, I don't like them. I personally don't like them. We have to respect this dynasty that has taken place and what has happened in the NFL. Because it's honestly simply remarkable for a team to keep doing what they're doing and finding ways to win. Plugging new guys in here and there and still winning championships, getting to championships having their kryptonite essentially be Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning in those two losses in 2002. Besides besides Eli and, and Coughlin those two times, they were 5-0 and in the Super Bowl. And now they look to win their sixth Super Bowl. Brady looks to put a ring on a second finger. He'll essentially have seven rings because if he has a sixth Super Bowl ring plus his wedding ring... That's seven rings. That leaves three hands. That leaves three fingers free. Excuse me. And to do it in this era where players are changing left and right, where egos have to be kept in check, 
to do it in today's era of sports makes it just simply sensational. And if you're a football fan, listen, if you're a casual football fan, you want the Eagles to shut them up. You want the Eagles to win their first championship ever. That is a franchise that is starving. They don't want a cheesesteak. They want a championship. They have enough of the one C word. They need the other. And now is their chance to top the almighty Brady. But if not, it's six Super Bowls in 16 years. That is, I mean, I keep repeating it because it's remarkable. And I hate to say it, but we all want to talk about the negatives and the cheating over that time. But this organization has been dedicated to winning. And being dedicated to winning in this day and age in sports for that long period of time is difficult. Teams go through transformations. They go through rebuilds. They go through tanking. They go through going for a big for a top draft pick. But the Patriots have been focused on just one thing, and that's winning championships. And they've kept that consistent throughout. They've had the winning pedigree throughout. And they win every year. Even if they don't get to the Super Bowl, they're always in the playoffs. They're always winning the division or finding their way in the playoffs. And for a lot of teams, you can't say that. You see rosters that aren't built for that. You see teams clearly trying to lose. Losing is not in the Patriots' DNA. And the Pats, once again, have reached the promised land. They had to come back to do it. They had a scare against the the underdog Jaguars. But again, they found a way late in the game, and Tom Brady found a way to get two touchdown drives and beat the Jaguars 24-20. It was not easy, but they did it. And again, they'll be favorited in the Super Bowl against an Eagles team playing with a backup quarterback who shocked us all on Sunday, just blowing out the Vikings. They just didn't give the Vikings any chance in their right mind to win that football game. And now the underdog Eagles will go to Minnesota, where Vikings fans surely won't be rooting for them, and go against Brady. Could it be his final, his swan song? Who knows? I think he'll stay. But if it did end here, my lord, it would be a hell of a ride. 16 years, six championships. Dynasty personified this is the jake brown show radio.com itunes and spotify coming up later in the show is casey smith to talk about the patriots and uh what they will do we won't get too much into the predictions um but bortles struggled they play conservative and the patriots took advantage had a couple calls go their way of course that's that's regular but they took advantage of the other game. Not even worth talking about. It was all Eagles after a Vikings 7-0 league. 38 unanswered points for the Eagles. And the Vikings just had nothing going offensively. And Nick Foles played tremendously. And they've been waiting for that from him. And now we'll see what's next. 
But I think looking at this game early here, we'll do a further preview next week. A couple things to point out. Can Gronk play? He has a concussion, but he's got this week to rest. Will he be ready for next week? They need him. That's going to be big. The spread's around 5.5. Might get down to 4. It's going to be a tough pick against the spread. With how close the Super Bowls have been, you might have to take the Eagles against the spread. But the early favor, you have to pick the Patriots because they've been here. They've done that. The Eagles are new to this. But the Eagles are that team playing with the chip on their shoulder as they continue to be underdogs as they were at home against the Vikings. They continue to fight as underdogs and get the job done. And that city celebrated like no other when they made the Super Bowl. If the Eagles win the Super Bowl, oh my. Bedlam in Philly. This team just wants one. They want to win it. And man, if they could do it against Brady and Belichick, the only one who's done it is Eli, the Eli Collin combo. If Doug Peterson and Nick Foles do it, Philly's going to be saying, Carson who? They win it with Nick Foles. Imagine, oh, what a story. Even some Giants fans are rooting for the Eagles. I don't think a majority. I think a majority would root for the Patriots, but I've heard Giants fans say, I'd rather the Eagles win. I don't like the Patriots, and I don't want to see them win another. But the story just continues if they do win another. But we'll get, but yeah, you'll, you'll, you look at the, uh, the, the, the Eagles. Strong defense enforcing turnovers against that Patriots offense. Will they be without Gronk or not? How will Jay Ajayi get the run game going as he's been huge for the Eagles? There's a lot of storylines to look into that game, which we'll do more of next week because, you know, it gets annoying previewing the Super Bowl for two weeks. That's the one thing. As it happens on the eve of my 27th birthday, February 4th. But that dynasty right there with the Celtics. And I don't think you could really compare the two that much because 50s and 60s NBA, it was like Bill Russell going up against like guys who were 6-1. So it wasn't that fair then. It's still obviously very impressive what the Celtics did. I'm not shooting that down. But it's not the same athletes and competitors, also a different sport, than the NFL. To do it in the NFL for that consistent of a time, you just don't see it. There's been, there hasn't been a team that's done it. I mean, just look through the Super Bowls and look how inconsistent it's been on the other side. Sure, the Bills had a stretch where they made four in a row, but they lost every one. And don't forget the Patriots even made it in 97, too. They lost to the Packers, but don't forget that they did make it then with Bledsoe. Just look at the other side. Since 2002, you've had the Giants twice, the Seahawks twice, the Falcons once, the Packers, the Saints, Cardinals. I mean, it's not consistent. It's like a new team every year, which makes what they have done remarkable. You had the Cowboys stretch. In the 90s where they were winning. 
Listen, they had, a, I mean, they won one, two, three Super Bowls in the 90s. But if the Patriots win, this is six. Let's double that. And the Cowboys couldn't sustain it. Once that run was done, they were done. I mean, it was over after that. They haven't done made any noise. They haven't made a Super Bowl since 96. So the consistency over a long period of time in the NFL is very difficult. And they keep doing it. In NBA news, we talked about this with Freddie Coleman. The Cavs are a mess right now, and Kevin Love gets called out. And honestly, he's going to get traded. Why would he want to be part of this mess anymore? I mean, his teammates just do not disrespect him. I don't know what it is exactly. It's it's tough, though, for him. I don't think it's an issue, but you worry about the race thing, maybe him being the, the, the white guy, and I don't think that comes into it. But he just does not get along with those. Those teammates don't like Kevin Love. And if you're Kevin Love, why would you want to stay there? And he's talking. he posted something about playing with Clay Thompson. If he goes to the Warriors, oh, my God, they're, already, they're better than they already were. So if I'm Love, I, I get out of Cleveland because they clearly don't like or respect him there. All-Stars were announced. I don't care too much about it and this whole picking players thing that's going on. So uh, it doesn't – the All-Star game just lost its luster. And now it's just confusing with these captains and there's guys who have beefs with each other, KD and Westbrook and – there's too much drama, and and I love the NBA, but definitely a lot of egomaniacs and drama between guys and guys getting thrown out of games, and there's just a lot of mayhem going on there. This is the Jake Brown Show, Radio.com, iTunes, Spotify, Sarah Priebus. Join us to play some HQ to talk about her, and she's got no secrets. They They don't tell her anything. She just hosts the show, writes her jokes, and that's it. And also the shiny Heine infomercial she was in that got some airtime on Ellen and she got to go on Ellen, which is like a dream. I wish Ellen could like realize my podcast community service and write me a check for like 25 grand. (laughs) She has all these people who do amazing things and she gives them money. Can you just do like a guy who's just hosted podcasts, just give him a check. For his work in the community. <laughs> Ellen is great. The Cavs are close to deal for King George Hill. Makes you think, do they trust Isaiah Thomas? They want to get another point guard in there. And if they get George Hill for cheap, why not? He's a good player. And just add another piece of the puzzle. You know they're worried right now. They're worried that the Celtics are going to win the East. And that this mid-season swoon could turn into a late-season swoon. When guys are calling out one of their best players for faking an illness. Trade deadline's coming up on February 8th, a little bit earlier than usual this year. We'll see if the Knicks start to unload pieces now that they keep losing. I think there's a chance that O'Quinn's going to be gone. I think there's a chance Courtney Lee's going to be gone. I think you have to listen to offers for Frank Milikina and Willie Hernan Gomez. you got to see what you can get. And if that does include Kemba Walker, you have to look at it. I know Frank's only 19, but Kemba Walker's Kemba Walker. He's an all-star point guard. He's from the Bronx. He's killed it at the Garden. And the Knicks can't say, you know what, he's only got a year left next year in his contract. I don't know if we want that. Because why are you throwing next season out the window? I don't think they're terribly far from being a team, a playoff team. 
They're not like a mile away. There's signs that this team can compete. Why not go get Kemba Walker and pair him with Chris Porzingis and Enos Canner and Tim Hardaway? You have a lineup of Kemba Walker, Tim Hardaway, Chris Porzingis, and Enos Canner. It's pretty damn good. And then you figure out the other pieces, but that's a good lineup. And I think that is a playoff lineup if healthy and everything goes right. So I don't understand the Knicks fans saying, no, listen to what they might want. If it's Nilakina and a first-round pick, I think you say, let's pull the trigger. I think you do it. But it depends on what the Hornets are going to want as they try to unload Kemba Walker. He's only making $12 million next year. $12 million this year, $12 million next year. Not a ton of money for a star-caliber player who has fallen under the radar because no one really talks about the Hornets. My family lives in Charlotte. But that is not a national team. No one really talks about them. So if I'm the Knicks, I might pull the trigger on that. But again, we'll look at NBA trades possibly going down. It looks like George Hill, that deal is probably going to happen. Um, but we'll see. Again, coming up this week, Sarah Priebus and also Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio, Sarah Priebus, HQ Trivia. But coming up next on the Jake Brown Show is NBC Sports Boston reporter Casey Smith. That's K-A-Y-C-E. Make sure you subscribe to our show on iTunes and the Apple Podcast. Uh, rate us five stars and write a nice review. Follow us on Spotify as well and Stitcher. And you can always listen to the show on podcast.radio.com slash Jake Brown. And you can follow us on social media at Jake Brown Radio and at Jake Brown Show. And as always, appreciate you all listening. Enjoy those guests this week. Next week, we will preview the Super Bowl. We'll have some Super Bowl guests. We'll give you our in-depth analysis of that game. Everyone, have a great day. Have a great week. And enjoy the rest of the show. Casey Smith, NBC Sports Boston, the Texas native. Coming up next. Peace. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And welcome back to the second half of the Jake Brown Show this week. Radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify. We're talking about, of course, the Super Bowl and the rematch that is going to go down uh, the eve of my birthday. Last year it was on my birthday, um, a.k.a. my birthday took a back seat after like 2 p.m., to the Super Bowl. Uh, this year it'll be on Monday, unfortunately. Nothing is worse than a Monday birthday, but then you also get the whole weekend uh, to celebrate. So uh, to talk about the Super Bowl with us now is Casey Smith from NBC Sports Boston. Follow her on Twitter, at Casey Smith. The, the wild spelling of K-A-Y-C-E. Uh, so give her a follow on Twitter. The Texas native. Casey, what's up? Oh, nothing much. You know, my parents make this very difficult for people because they wanted to spice up the first name because my last name is Smith, but now nobody can find me. So I appreciate you spelling it out for everybody. Yeah, I mean, you. I, I've heard all different spellings. I don't know if I know anyone with that spelling, but it's unique because it's like the polar opposite of Smith, which is the most common name like in the history of humanity. Um, <laughs> we both have common names, Smith and Brown, and probably the two of the most common names. Um, so I'm glad. they. they do, you, do you have a funky middle name? It's Lee, and 
and it's L-E-I-G-H. So I think oh. that they might have just made up Casey Lee and spelled it that way just, again, to either mess with people or to, to keep it spicy. So I guess I'll take it. <laughs> so so you definitely um, like like spicy, all spicy food, I'd imagine. Oh, my gosh. You can't get anything hot enough. I have hot sauce in my desk, in my car. Like, I seriously can't get anything up here in New England hot enough for me. So you, you nailed that. I've got to have as much spice as I can get. I, I, I can't do the spice that much. I'm, I'm kind of a little baby when it comes to that. But So does that mean you could complete? I know they're on ESPN. I think they were, were – I don't know how this started. There's always some new challenge going on. There's the water bucket challenge. There's this, there's that. Now there's the, the pepper challenge. So you could easily eat a pepper, like, during the broadcast, and you'd be good. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are definitely still some things that I eat, and I'm like, okay, this does have a little bit of a kick to it, and my tongue might be a little bit numb. But I think I've burned off most of my taste buds when it comes to spice. So if I was going to pick one of those challenges, I'd probably go with that one. I'm pretty confident that I could do it. But my eyes would still water. I'm not completely immune to it, even though I am from the great state of Texas. I was going to say, yeah, you'd have to be robotic to not have at least watery eyes um, <laughs> when eating that. I mean, that's a Texas thing, right? Spicy. I've never been to Texas, honestly, but uh, spice is like Texas's middle name, right? Oh, yeah. Well, definitely. You have to go to Texas because the food down there, especially... Um, the Tex-Mex, which I know is like something that everybody tries to recreate. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like good Tex-Mex with jalapenos and hot sauce. And then also just like, who doesn't love barbecue? Barbecue in Texas is incredible. So I'm, like I said, I'm a big spicy fan, but that's because I grew up with it. But you can go down there and get things that aren't too spicy. And by the way, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, they're pretty good party towns. So you definitely need to get to one of those cities ASAP, Jake. You, well, you're missing out. Well, I like food and I definitely like to party. Um, so I, I, at some point I'm going to make it down there. They need to have another Super Bowl down there or something. I actually have a Chipotle burrito right next to me. And once I ask you a question that's going to have a longer answer, I, you might hear me bite into it. Um, so I apologize. <laughs> I don't blame you. I apologize in advance. I also have chips here that, I mean, those are going to have to be eaten later. Um, but... <laughs> Casey Smith joining us. Let's talk about this Super Bowl. We could talk about spicy food all day. Speaking of spicy, um, we don't know about Gronk, and I think Bill Belichick's reaction kind of made people worry about, is he going to be able to play uh, Super Bowl? My gut tells me he'll play. It's, I mean, a monster game, and it's Gronk. Uh, but are, are people in Boston a little worried about his health? Because I think if the, I said talked with Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio, and he said, we kind of agree that this year they need Gronk more than these past years just because of uh, no Julian Edelman and less receivers this year. Absolutely. I mean, I think that when you look at any time there's a concussion on the table, you know that there's a chance that he might not pass concussion protocol. Now, of course, there's two weeks in between since he got injured in the Super Bowl, so that does give people hope. But you're absolutely right. This offense for the Patriots needs Gronk so much more so than in years past. And look, they won a Super Bowl last year without him. But you mentioned they had Julian Edelman. Martellus Bennett, I think, at, at tight end was kind of underrated because he was able to do a lot of things, not as well as Gronk, but still was able to kind of fill that void. And this year they just don't have that option. I mean, obviously Dwayne Allen is nowhere near what they need in tight end, and then mm-hmm. they don't have Julian Edelman. So uh, he's absolutely necessary, especially against the team in the Eagles, who's playing really good defense right now. I think he'll play. That's my gut reaction. We'll find out if he was listed on the injury report later on tonight but of course there's those five stages of concussion protocol so he could pass three of them and not pass the last two or whatever you know mathematical mixture you want to make and if he doesn't pass all five of them then he won't be playing in the super bowl but i think that extra week helps 
And I think Patriots fans and people who are rooting uh, for a good Super Bowl definitely want to see Gronk in that game. Yeah, and I, you said it, that extra week. I mean, usually we all hate it. It's such a tease. It's we got to wait two weeks for the Super Bowl. Um, but, I mean, for the Patriots, this is a year they are very glad that it's happening because it gives you a whole week to kind of rest him here and then hope next week that he's uh, good to go. Um, but yeah, Dwayne Allen's going to have to potentially have a huge performance for the first time in, in the biggest spotlight ever. Uh, and that signing, that addition is looking huge for them uh, at this point. What, what's the feel about playing the Eagles in a rematch here? The the storyline is we all disrespect the Eagles. They shut us all up uh, when they blew out the Vikings, the team that was with Nick Foles at quarterback. You'd think the Vikings were the favorite in that game. Uh, Nick Foles turned into his former MVP sub. What's the feeling in Boston about playing the Eagles in a rematch here? Are, are people worried? Is, is it business as usual? What's the feel? I definitely think that the Nick Foles performance from last week put a little bit more concern mm -hmm. in Patriots fans' minds because nobody expected that to happen. I mean, and when Carson Wentz went down, it was like, okay, the Eagles are probably going to be the number one seed because he was having an MVP season. But there was no way, and at least in my mind, and I think a lot of people's minds, there's no way – that this team was going to look the way that it did with Nick Foles at quarterback. And I compared it to last year whenever the Raiders lost Derek Carr and he was having an MVP season. I was like, okay, Matt McGloin at quarterback, this is going to be a disaster. And it was. So what we're seeing is that Nick Foles is capable of playing really well. Now, I don't necessarily think that you can compare the Vikings to the Patriots, but the Vikings do have a very good defense. You know, Case Keenum, I never expected to be there either, but they were playing really well. So there's definitely con some concern on Nick Foles, but we've seen him kind of like Jekyll and Hyde through his five starts. You know, he's played bad Nick. He's been good Nick. But if he continues to play the way he did last week and the defense continues to step up like they did, there's absolutely a concern. I don't think that you can look at this Eagles team and say that the Patriots are 100% going to win this game, even if, Nick Foles doesn't play almost as perfectly as he did last week. So I think it's going to be closer than people think. I do think the Patriots still win, uh, but that cover, I don't know what the spread's going to end up being on game day, but I think that's something that people will have to look really closely at. Yeah, I think it's at five and a half now or somewhere around there, and people are saying it might get down to four. Um, but what's interesting with the Patriots, as much as, listen, I think they're going to win, but Every Super Bowl has been one possession in the Brady era, six points or less. Last year it took till overtime. Um, so it's usually a three- or four-point game. It comes down to final field goal. It did versus McNabb and the Eagles last time they got together. So despite what everyone thinks, even if Foles doesn't have a great performance, the Patriots are accustomed to playing a super tight uh, Super Bowl games. Yeah, and they've started out slowly this season. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what they do in the first quarter as long as it's what they do in the third and fourth, which as long as Tom Brady is under center, you know that they've got a pretty good chance. But you're absolutely right. It's not like they're coming into these Super Bowls, even if they are by far the better team, and blowing these teams out. And what we know about the Patriots this season is going into it, everyone kept saying, oh, they're going to be 19-0, and which I always think is ridiculous because it's just mathematically ridiculous to think a team can be perfect in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But this team is not near as good as we've seen prior Patriots Super Bowl teams, especially when you talk about the injury to Julian Edelman. You talk about the injury to Dante Hightower on the defensive side of the ball. So I think it's going to be close. And if Nick Foles plays the way he did last week where he was perfect in the second half, it's absolutely going to be close. But I still would hedge my bet with Tom Brady. I mean, that guy is probably the most clutch athlete in all of sports. I mean, if you really look at it, the way he's able to lead teams – 
uh, in the fourth quarter and with that injury to his hand. I mean, I think what we saw last week was prime Tom Brady, and he's doing it at 40 years old. Yeah, and expecting Nick Foles to have a similar performance is, is definitely tough, but hey, we'll see. The guy's done it before. He was almost a former MVP candidate uh, before his career kind of fell off the map, and, and now he's back. Uh, Casey Smith joining us. K-A-Y-C-E Smith joining us on the Jake Brown Show. Uh, how long have you been in Boston now? A couple of years? Oh, no. It's only been a year now, and oh. I'm still not used to this weather. So I'm still acclimating, but I moved up actually right after last year's Super Bowl. So it's been one hell of a year for me living in New England and riding this this train with the Patriots and the Celtics and the Red Sox and the Bruins as well. I'm getting accustomed to the, the crazy sports world that Boston is. Yeah, and, and it's a winning city and it's it's like it, they're immune. They're just, it's Super Bowl. It's common. It's We know what's here. We got our trips booked. Uh, you, you, you book the flight a year in advance. You know it might be coming. Uh, that's got to be a little different from the uh, Texas scene, right? Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I'm a big college football fan, so mm-hmm. that's the biggest difference from a sports world is people up here don't care at all nope. about college football, and I love it because I went to Texas A&M and covered the SEC for ESPN for a couple of years. So that's the biggest adjustment, but the winning city thing is absolutely so cool to see because, look, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, grew up in Dallas, it's hard to be a Dallas Cowboys fan these days. Mm-hmm. And people up here, they just are so used to winning. And like I mentioned, like 19-0 and was a real conversation that people were having because it was like, okay, the Patriots just won another Super Bowl. What else can they do? And that's one of those things that you look at, you're like, wow, these people are so used to winning in all four sports that if they even have like a subpar season, it's a disappointment. Meanwhile, I'm dealing with, you know, my Dallas Cowboys not even making the playoffs with – you know, one of the best young quarterbacks in the game, in my opinion. So it's a, definitely a different world, but they love their sports up here. So it makes my job much easier. If you've got to talk three hours a night on television, you want to be somewhere where people are passionate, right? Oh, you love you love winning. I don't feel bad for you about the Cowboys. I'm a Jets fan first, so I really don't feel bad about your <laughs> okay, multiple titles that you have. Yeah, uh, rub it in there. Yeah, they have not made a Super Bowl in my life. Uh, they haven't really come. I mean, I guess they've come close, but they've never come that close, and it's it's a uh, it's a rough life. Mets, Knicks, Jets. It's it's, it's just losing, losing, and more losing. I, I luckily I root for the Giants as well, Casey. So I've had two Super Bowl wins over uh, the Patriots, but uh, I, I'm a rare Jets and Giants. People say it's not allowed. I don't consider them rivals because they play once every four years. Uh, I, I don't consider it, but a lot of people say you can't do that. Well, screw them. Uh, the Giants <laughs> have given me the only titles that I've had. So You can root for whoever you want. I mean, that's another thing that's so interesting about Boston is you mm-hmm. don't have two teams in the same city like New York does or like yeah. Texas, obviously having, you know, the the Texans and the Cowboys. And then you look at, you know, the teams on the West Coast. Boston's really the only massive city that has just one team for each professional sport. So if I was in New York, I would be like, hey, I live here. The Giants won. I'm going to claim that, too. I don't see any problem with that, although that was a tough year again for the Giants this year for you, too. So I'm really sorry. I guess my Cowboys <laughs> fandom isn't near as bad as I think it is. Yeah. It, it be, I mean, luckily, New York is great, and there's other things to do. I could go catch a musical. I could uh, go do whatever. Um, but, yeah, it, it's definitely rough. And the one thing, I'm not Mets and Yankees. I hate the Yankees. I'm Mets, which, uh, which has ruined my life. Um, because they are just a miserable franchise right now. Um, well, you'd fit in Boston if you hate the Yankees. I mean, they hate the Yankees no matter what. So maybe that's something you've got in common with the people up here. Yeah, well, I love it there. I, I root for the Red Sox, and I, I root for Boston teams. That's, I mean, in the East, I'd rather have the Celtics win than win, than the Cavs. Um, so a minute on the Celtics. What, what's uh, People must be hyped there now with 
everything, the the soap opera that's gone on in Cleveland, that this could be the year if Gordon Hayward does come back, that the Celtics have a shot to uh, run the table and uh, get to the finals at least. Yeah, the hype is crazy. I mean, and it was that way going into this season because of, like you mentioned, Gordon Hayward, but then the Kyrie Irving trade. And, look, people liked Isaiah Thomas a lot. There were people that loved Isaiah Thomas, not just for the way that he played last season, but for how he played through the tragedy of his sister passing away, all the things he did for the city of Boston. But at the end of the day, you have to call a spade a spade, and Kyrie Irving is a better basketball player than Isaiah Thomas. And I think people were hesitant. Some people were hesitant to really admit that going into the season. But throughout the first half of this season so far, you're absolutely seeing that come to fruition. Kyrie Irving wanted to get out of the shadow of LeBron James. We're seeing more and more the reasons why, because it's just disarray in Cleveland. And now he's actually able to really, you know, for lack of better words, run his own team. He's way better defensively right now than he was in Cleveland. He's making everybody else around him better, including a 19-year-old in Jason Tatum. And, by the way, Markel Fultz, the number one overall pick this year, stinks right now. So everything that Boston did during the offseason and Danny Ainge's decisions are playing out. Now, I also am on the the train of anytime you have LeBron James, you can't count a team out. So Mm -hmm. LeBron James in the playoffs is a completely different monster. So I think when people start talking about the Celtics having an automatic shot to the finals, I think that's a little bit too soon. But lots of hype. And the fact that they've lost four games in a row is a little alarming. But at the same time, you know – what all they have on this roster. And again, if you have Kyrie Irving and who's another clutch guy, uh, you have confidence, but LeBron James is the King. And even though he does some things, I'm like, what? Like this Instagram post he did oh, yesterday. I'm like, okay, really? Don't get me started. Star. He's oh, still the no. best basketball player on the planet. Oh, the damn Instagram post before he even gets the milestone talking in the first, <laughs> second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth person. Oh my God. It's so unnecessary. It's such LeBron love. Like I, I, I tweeted, I, I need to find a girl that loves me as much as LeBron loves LeBron. Cause the guy is oh. all over himself. It's insane, and it's like one of those things where you look at it and you're like, okay, look, you know you have an ego. You're obviously the best at what you do. Let everyone else praise you, but at least if you're going to praise yourself, like do it in the right tense. Like if you read that thing on Instagram, it's like was he talking to his younger self the whole time? Was his younger <sighs> self talking to him? Like he kind of switched back and forth, and you're like, what is this? Like just let everybody else praise you because at the end of the day, you just kind of end up looking like an asshat. I, I was, hope I can say that on radio. You can, and I was praying that he got six points. Or you don't wish injury upon a guy, but for once I was like, can he just turn an ankle for tonight um, or get six points? Because that was just – if you're going to do it, wait till the accomplishment happens. But, again, he's the king, and uh, I guess he does as he pleases. Casey Smith, NBC Sports Boston, follow on Twitter, at Casey Smith. Uh, I'm going to finish this burrito, Casey, but I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, and uh, I guess good luck to the Patriots, even though I'll probably be rooting for the Eagles. Uh, but uh, thanks for coming on. Of course, and it's understandable. Everybody needs somebody to root against. They need somebody to hate. So if the Patriots are there, I still get to be there regardless. So I'm going to be having fun. Thanks for having me. You need to get down to Texas, Jake. That's a big must on your to-do list. Well, yeah, I love barbecue, and I love, I mean, they're not too spicy, but I do like barbecue food and ribs. Um, so at some point, I guess I guess I'll make it to Dallas. Dallas and, uh, and Houston would be the two top spots. Well, there you go. That's I'm I'm biased. That's where I'm from, so I know you'll love it. I will. I will. Appreciate it, Casey. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.